Welcome to the Date With Sense podcast. This is the place you come to have a fun, fruitful, and forward-moving dating experience towards marriage, or whatever your desired romantic constellation. I am your host, Taurus Sense, and I am here to help you, as a high-achieving woman of faith, attract quality marriage-minded men and confidently date for the romantic partnership you desire. And on this podcast, I'll be sharing my best practical tips, tools, and advice on how to transform your love life from the inside out so that you attract the best men and have the best dating experiences. You're already well-educated and well-paid. Now is a time for you to also be well-loved. Hello, queen. Welcome back. To the Date With Sense podcast, girl, <laughs> this week you are in for a special treat. If you remember last week's episode, my little sermon, <laughs> it's the episode where I broke down exactly why some women aren't able to have multiple men provide, protect and pursue them and how you can begin cultivating your options through the spiritual uh, essentials of abundance. Well, that was like a prequel to this week's episode because in just a minute, you're going to hear a life-changing interview with Queen Safia Feaster. She's a cufflink from the March 22 cohort, and she actually went from dating from a place of scarcity to becoming a queen of abundance. This has allowed her to intentionally design her love life and have an abundance of attractive quality men for her to choose from. I know you're going to really enjoy this episode. So I ain't about to waste no more time, girl. I present to you Dating in Abundance Mode with Safia Feaster. Y'all. We finally got Queen Safia on the podcast. I, If you've been in my clubhouse rooms, you have heard me mention this queen on multiple occasions. You have heard, you probably heard this queen come to the stage. If you are a cufflink that has joined after March, uh, you've probably heard about her multiple times and you probably experienced her in all her queen glory. Everyone knows when Sophia comes into the room, it changes. Like she changes the atmosphere and she commands the room. And so I just want to welcome y'all, the listeners of the Date With Sense podcast. I want to introduce to you Queen Safia. Hey, girl. Welcome to the podcast. Hello. Hello. I'm so grateful to be here and I'm very excited to be speaking with you as always. So I know I have, I've literally been talking to you forever about joining me for an, uh, like an, I've been wanting to put you on an episode. I don't even know if I talked to you specifically about it, but I know I've been talking about you at least. And last week's episode, we really talked a lot about abundance and how that increases a woman's ability to create her own options in men. And I'm like, 
you immediately came to mind for like a follow-up episode because I know when you first joined, well, when you joined C2C and you did your core values, abundance was one of your top core values. So I would love to touch on this in this episode. I really want this to be centered around like your journey, your views on abundance and how that has um, led to you have an amazing, you know, love life. So yeah, you down for that? I'm down. Let's do it. <laughs> so as we get into this, I would love for you to tell or describe to the, for the listeners, three words to describe your love life currently. Three words. If I only had to pick three, um, I would say stimulating, authentic, and refreshing. Ooh. Oh, those sounds so yummy. Listen, you said stimulating, authentic, and what was the last one? Refreshing. Refreshing. Tell us about stimulating. Like what makes your love life so stimulating right now? So... One of the things that I am really like, my time is, I mean, time is precious. And so if I'm going to date, I want it to be experiences that excite me, experiences that, you know, you know, I'm excited about having with people that I'm excited about talking to and interacting with. And so I, when I'm dating, like that's, that's a non-negotiable for me. If, if I don't fit, like if I'm not able to create those type of experiences, then I don't want to, I don't want to have them. And so that's, that's the type of experiences that I create those, the type of experiences that I desire. And I would rather have no dates than to go on one that is not stimulating me. I feel you on that. Let's talk about authentic, authentic, like what makes your love life authentic right now? You know, this this journey is personal to every person. And one thing um, about me is I really um, have struggled at different points throughout my life with just owning who I am, being confident in who I am and not allowing the opinions and experiences of other people to determine mine. And so my love life it is mine. I own it. Um, whether I have zero dates or whether I have, you know, dates every night of the week, you know, it's mine. And I'm not basing that on anybody else, what anyone else is experiencing. It's mine. And so it's genuine to me. It's what feels good to me and it's authentic. And so people may not understand it. People may not agree with it. Everybody may have an opinion about it, but it's mine and I love it. And that feels really authentic. It feels really genuine. And it it makes me eager and excited about putting in the work to create it the way that I want it to be. I love how you mentioned about it being like, people don't have to agree with it. Because if it's authentic to you, that means that it may not resonate with somebody else or may not be in agreement with somebody else. But remaining authentic to yourself, you're able to create the love life that you desire and what works for you. So absolutely beautiful. And then refreshing. Like, what makes it so refreshing? <laughs> so um, this time last year, I was done with dating. I was 
I was done. I mean, it was not fun. It was not exciting. It was stressful. I was angry. I mean, it was just all the way bad. And so I told my friends, I said, I'm not dating anymore. Like, I'm just done. It's like, how are you going to get married? I don't know. And I don't really care at this point. Like, I just am done. And so um, now it's like, I am, it's completely different. Um, I enjoy dating and I have fun dating and, you know, I breathe lighter. Um, And before it was very stressful. It was very taxing. But for example, I had a I had a date when I first joined C2C where um, the man walked out the date because he was upset that I went buy him ice cream. And I laughed about it. I didn't think like I didn't get angry about it. I didn't like I literally laughed. And I actually had another date right after that, actually. But like I would have not been able to do that before. I would have been second guessing myself, wondering what did I do, or maybe I should have gave in. But it was just so refreshing because it's like if he left, like he was just moving out of the way to create space for what I truly need and what I truly desire. And so that in of itself is refreshing because it is still laughable. Like some people would be, you know, <laughs> sad and crying, but I think it is absolutely hilarious that you know. Um, so that's what I mean by refreshing. It's like, I'm not getting stressed in that way. I don't so have it to. is definitely laughable that a grown ass man decided to walk out on you because you did not buy him ice cream. I don't even like, there is nothing about this that makes me want to think that there was a, a, a reason for his behavior <laughs> for an adult man to do that. But you said you had a date right after. How was that? It was amazing. Um, you know, we we went for a walk in the park and we were laughing at the people in the park and the kids that were playing and just enjoying nature. And so I, I definitely enjoyed it. Mm, I love that. And I actually didn't even realize that this, this was a piece of your story. Like I've heard a lot of you from you, Safia, like you have come in to C2C, you come on a clubhouse stage and you have shared a lot of your story, but I don't even think that I heard that you were about to quit dating. Like, I don't even think that you even communicated that. I think that I thought that like you were at a point where you were just like, all right, like I'm ready for a change, but like completely be done to where like you were done. Can you like take us back to the time before C2C, when you were just like, you know what? <laughs> I can't do this no more. Yeah. Um, so before C2C, um, I've always attracted good quality men. Um, I, but I haven't always been able to see, you know, the I haven't been able to see the quality. Well, I think I could see the quality that they have, but I didn't think I was deserving. And I did I had no idea how to navigate those relationships. I had no idea how to um, build connections with men. And I struggled because I would meet men and things will be okay. Things would be going well. And then they would either disappear or, you know, the connection would just fall off. Sometimes I'll, I'll own it. I got too busy to prioritize things. And I was just, I was just 
fumbling the ball. I mean, it was just not going well. And so I was in a relationship that I was really over investing in the relationship and I was building a future by myself. I, I thought I was building it with him, but if I had been paying more attention, his character didn't align. His words were good. Like he, he, he said he talked a good talk, but his behavior didn't line up with what we were trying to create together. So I was basically building by myself and over-investing in that relationship. And it really, um, it hurt my confidence a lot because I felt like, okay, I should have seen this coming. I should have made some different decisions. You know, I, I didn't have to experience this. And so I began to question myself, like, could I choose a, a quality man? Um, did I have the skills? You know, was I attract, like, you know, was the men's interest in me genuine um, or was it, you know, just because they were trying to figure out what they can get from me, whether it was, you know, sex or, you know, whether it was just, you know, something to, to occupy their time when they were bored, just those types of things. And so after, you know, going on dates and just not feeling like I was connecting with the type of men that I desired to connect with, not having positive experiences. I, I, I was like, I don't have the time to just keep doing this this way. And so I was very angry. And so that negative energy, I'm sure I was putting into the atmosphere and I was having very hostile. I was quick to, my cutoff game was strong. I was quick to shut it off. Um, whether I had reasons or not, just because I'm like, I don't like the feelings that come with this. Um, And so it was just very, it was just, it was just not, it was rocky. I wasn't in like a toxic relationships. I was just not making connections and then upset about making, not making connections, not knowing how to make just a bunch of mess that was not going well. And it was not getting me closer to what I desire. And I was not interested in continuing that that way. So I was like, I'm just done with this because I didn't know I didn't have the tools, resources, where to find the tools and resources was not prioritizing at trying to find the resource. So I'm just like, I'm just done. And your story is so common. Like I'm listening to you, listen to everything that you're saying. And it's like so many different women that I come across on a regular day to day basis have had the same or similar experience where they, you know, desire companionship, desire commitment, desire marriage. And they're like, okay, let me try this thing out. Let me put myself out there. Let me interact with men. And then bad experience here, bad experience there, getting ghosted here, conversations fizzling out there, not getting quality matches here, um, ending up in situations there. And over time, it's just like this accumulation of negative events that's we have negative feelings about that we don't want to feel. Like we don't want to feel like disappointment. We don't want to feel rejection. We don't want to feel hurt and anger. We don't want to feel drained and exhausted. And all of those experiences keep bringing the feelings. And, and instead of us like navigating those emotions and deciding a different course of action, we shut it all off. We're like, we're done. And it's rare that people get to the other side like you have. And so what was, 
I guess the moment or the time when you like had this mindset shift that went from I'm done with this to I want to navigate this. Like what happened there for you? Yeah. So I, after that, I had to take some time to sit with Safia and really deal with me and, you know, the stuff that I was carrying and understand, um, you know, why I was so frustrated because I was real frustrated and I, I know enough to know that, okay, it can't be everybody else. And so I still desire marriage. Like that desire didn't go away. And so I'm like, well, I have to date, meet people to actually get to where I want to go. And so I'm either going to, you know, sit here and be done and not move forward or I'm going to make a decision. And so I I just made a decision um, coming into 2022. I said, you know, I think this is the year that I'm going to decide what type of life I want to live, not based off of, you know, what people want me to have or say I can have, but what do I want? Um, and so I made that decision coming into a new year. And, you know, people, many people make New Year's resolutions or whatever. And it wasn't a New Year's resolution. It was like, this is an opportunity for me to use this transition into a new year to really do some work. And so I reconnected uh, with my therapist and I decided that I was not going to continue to suffer in silence. I was going to communicate with my friends and I kind of pull them all together and let them know, like, I've gone through some things by myself and I didn't say anything, but that's I'm not doing that anymore because that's not serving me well. And so these are things that happen. And it just so happened that during the same time, I ran across an email that came from you. Um, and it was saying something about it's because you're easy. And it, in the email, it was talking about the whole face. And when I read through the points in that email, I said, I desire to have this type of experience where I'm not limited and I'm not putting all my eggs in one basket. I'm not relying on someone else to, you know, create my happiness, but I am creating options for myself that I can actually experience. And so not really knowing what I was getting into, I I signed up for C2C and it just got rocketed from there. Basically, what I'm hearing you saying, Safia, is you made a decision, you took action, and you trusted yourself through the process of taking action. And that's basically what I call radical responsibility. What I talk about all the time is you have 100% ownership of your life. You are 100% responsible. You're not at fault for a lot of things that happens in your life, but you are responsible for getting it on track. And the same thing that happens with your love life. A lot of times as women, we feel at mercy of our love life. Like, oh, the men are doing this to me. Oh, the dating pool has pee in it. You know, oh, I'm tired of being hurt. I'm tired of disappointed. Like life happening and love happening to us versus this is my love life. It is not where I want it to be. 
I do not feel safe and secure in my own love life. I do not feel excited about my love life. I am going to decide to create that for myself. And it sounds that like that's exactly what you did is you didn't, you stopped looking outside of yourself and you looked within and you're like, how can Safia create the love life that she desires to create? And there was little resistance ever since you made that decision. And literally I didn't even know a lot of the stuff that you're talking about, but I'm just like seeing like a trajectory of nowhere, but up nowhere since you've made that decision. And I'm so incredibly proud of you for making that choice. Thank you so much. Yeah. It it started with a decision and, you know, I hear you, you say all the time, a full body. Yes. Like even before I heard you say that I, I was very decided, like I am going to have a different experience. I had no idea how I was going to get it. Oh, none at all. I had no clue. But I truly believe that there was something better and something different. And I feel like making that decision, it it drew like everything that I needed in into my space. Um, I, I fully believe that because making the decision, it it opened up my eyes to be able to see an opportunity and to make the decision to say, okay, this is the right opportunity for me because I'm not one. I don't just, I don't jump onto bandwagons. That's not who I am. Um, I don't just do something because it's the the latest crave or the latest hype. I'm a very um, analytical person. I like to, you know, do some research, but in this, this moment, I didn't do any of that. I, I really wasn't fully aware of what I was signing up for, but I felt with everything in me that this was the right thing for me. You could tell. I could tell. And not only could I tell that you were a full body yes to all of this, but I could tell that you were going to be successful in whatever you created. First of all, a lot of people don't know that, but this isn't like our first interaction. Like C2C wasn't like our first interaction. And we haven't even been like, you haven't even been following me on Clubhouse. You had not been following me on social media like that. I think the first time we connected was like over like six years ago, six or seven years ago, when I wasn't even a dating coach. <laughs> I think I we was actually, teaching stuff on like, go ahead. Periscope, Periscope is the, when I introduced, Periscope is when the first time I heard you. So Man, I don't so Periscope, I wasn't even a dating coach on Periscope. I'm literally, I was talking about Money Mondays. I was talking about just living life as a woman, how to not be somebody baby mama. Like I was just talking about all type of stuff. I wasn't a dating coach. And for you to leave social media for six or seven years, hop on, see me, jump on the email list. And like within a week, sign up for C2C. Not only did you do that, because you joined early and when we, you know, you join early, we allow you to have the community, like jump on the community calls with us. You didn't even start. You were like the only one that had joined the particular cohort, I think March cohort. You were the only one that joined because you were early and you got on that call and you was like, hey, everyone, I'm Safia basically letting everybody in the room know I'm here. (laughs) Here I am. I'm ready to transform. And I'm like, no one has really done that. Like no one really does that. Like they come in, they sit back, they kind of see how the room is working. Sophia said, I don't care how long y'all been in C2C. I'm here now. (laughs) 
I'm brand new. It's my first day, but I'm letting y'all know, like, Nicki Minaj, I came to win, to fly, <laughs> to conquer. Oh, is, that, is that Rihanna on Nicki Minaj's song? Yes. That's how you came into C2C. And I was just looking at her and I was just like, wow. I can't see anything but success for her based upon her pattern of behavior. You know, the scripture says they are known by the fruit that they bear. I can't see anything but good fruit and success for this queen because of what I am seeing. And that's all I've seen from you. Every time you have come into the space of the other cufflinks of my audience, you have always been able to not only like share your experience of growth, but to drop gems while you were learning. And it's no surprise as to why you've has experienced the success that you have experienced. So share with the audience, like what was like some of your initial, like you knew that, wow, I am doing the work. <laughs> what were like some of the initial things that ha- happened to you? Um, (laughs) the first thing I would say that happened to me that really let me know I was doing the work was I, I was working on my TTS guide and I I had a block related to, um, generous men because I know that's something that I desired, but at the time I was attracting men who weren't generous and, um, I was kind of questioning, you know, is this too much to ask for? And um, I asked uh, Coach Winnie, because she was my coach for, for C2C, um, about it. And um, she didn't even spend a lot of time on it. She was like, no, you're not asking for too much. Um, you know, you can like just ask for what you want. And so asking for what I want was not something that I was comfortable with. I don't I never asked for help. Um, I would just do it because, you know, I was just used to doing it. But I began to notice that I put it in my TTS guide and I began to really believe that I could attract men who were generous. And when I began to like see like it and it didn't even have to be anything big. It was just, you know, men wanting to do for me, um, whether it was me trying to figure out well, how do I tell them that I want to move them off the app? to a call. Like I struggle with that. Um, but I just started doing it and I was not really confident in it, but they were like, yes, no problem. And so that like little things like that, I'm like, okay, well they gave me what I desired. So that was a man being generous. And so it just began to escalate and escalate. The more I asked for what I want, I began to get what I wanted. And then it got to the point where I don't even have to ask. Like, I'm just, you know, telling men, this is what I'm doing. And then they are offering to pay for it or they just want to do it because they, you know, want to, they don't want me to stress about it. And not that I was stressing about it, but it was like, you know, let me just handle that for you. So I'm like, there's something that I'm doing that has to be changing because I've never had this experience before. Um, you know, I, I've never been one to pay for dates. Like, that's just not what I did even before C2C. But this is going above just having a man, like a man paying for a date. That, that is that is the expectation. If you are not paying for my date, then we have nothing to talk about. But 
like that. And that may not work for everybody. But for me, I don't pay for dates. That's just not what I do. So I don't have to, I don't have those type of challenges. I still have challenges, but those challenges are no longer my challenges. And so that's when I began to notice that I was doing the work because my experience began to change. Mm. I love how you brought up the TTS guide because for those of you guys, for those of you who are not familiar, the TTS guide is something within the curve to cuff curriculum uh, in the uh, module three, where we help the Queens, the cufflinks, train their, like create their a different reality for themselves by creating a different mind. There is no way you can have the reality you want or the love life you want or the life you want if your mind is not supported. Scientifically, your mind is a goal-seeking organ uh, mechanism and it's going to go after the things that your brain believes is true. And so we spend a lot of time in that module um, helping the ladies train their brains to be able to create the, the reality that, that they want. So that's what she's talking about. But within that, we teach them how to affirm and confirm. And Sophia, I am so glad that you brought that up because you basically put in, you affirmed in your TTS guide, and then you saw all the confirmation that reinforced the belief to where your brain was like, okay, generous men, Take care, Safia. Safia is a queen that attracts generous men. And when I say generous, Safia has been very humble with you guys so far. I mean, she has been super humble because she could have got up on here and said, yes, when I, when I joined C2, when I first joined, there was a man that flew me out to Texas. I didn't have to come out of my pocket for nothing. He put me in a hotel. He made sure I was fed every day. He made sure he put me in a car every day. I mean, Sophia's just being very humble. Sophia, can you tell him about the flute out trip and how was how was that for you? Oh my gosh. It was absolutely amazing. Um, I was treated like royalty the entire time that I was there for a whole week, seven days. You know, um I'm done. I, a whole week. A whole week. Um, and it was amazing. Um, I mean, the hotel was immaculate. Um, he was sending cars that people thought were limos to pick me up. I mean, it was, it was, it was a lot. And I am, it was just an amazing experience. Um, we ate at the best restaurants. I mean, it, everything I wanted to do, you know, he, he made sure that I was able to experience it even with his busy schedule. It was amazing. Um, and I'm so grateful for it. Listen, I told you she was being humble. A whole week. Sophia, I had no idea it was a whole week, baby. A whole week. And now Seven people days. like, what is she, what she was willing to do for that flu that trip? What you was willing to do, Sophia? And enjoying the trip. I mean, that's all I was willing to do to enjoy the experience and some good conversation and, and, you know, I, I did nothing but just enjoy it, absorb it, appreciate it. That's what I did. Yeah, because in this society, we believe that if men are going to spend that much money on us and financially invest, of course, we got to give up the ass. Of course, that's the expectation. And I actually recently saw a video where there was a guy recording a woman. He flew out. 
she was sitting beside, he was recording her. He was like, oh, I flew her out. She ain't trying to give me no ass. I paid for this. I paid for everything. And look at her. She ain't giving me no ass. So I'm not giving her a plane to get back. So he took her back to the airport and she had to like, she was like, I ain't come out here with, I came out here with nothing. She went back to the airport. She ain't had no ticket to go back. And um, and then people were in the comment section like, well, she knew what to expect with that for him flying her out. She knew what to expect. And it's just like, Safia, does that even resonate with you with the man, like financially investing that way? Absolutely not. Um, This particular man, he was a perfect gentleman. We had a conversation about he made me feel very safe, very protected, um, I, I had no, I felt no pressure to do anything. Um, and I, I feel like, like, I have no idea, like what that experience that you described feels like, cause that was definitely not mine. And, um, even I have another gentleman that's trying to fly me to Europe. Oh, I have to figure Ooh. out if, I, if that's something I want to do, but that's a different type of, uh, decision. However, like, again, we've had that conversation and I'm very clear about my boundaries. I'm very clear about, you know, my non-negotiables and that's not an option and he's fine with it as well. So there are men who want to show up for me in that way. And I believe that it's not just exclusive to me, Um, but because I know that I can have what I want and it's not too much that men desire to provide and to show up for me in that way without any expectation of sex or anything Mm. else in return. Mm. So, okay, we know you humble, Safia. But what are some of the other things since you have been doing the work that men have come out and done for you and how they showed up for you? Um, So I recently just purchased a home at the beginning of July and um, I had a gentleman buy my entire bedroom set for me. Um, Solid wood. And we know solid wood is not cheap, Um, but it is a full bedroom set. He paid for it ask for nothing mm. in return. Um, and he wasn't even here like to pay for it, but he made sure that the money that I needed was here to pay for it. Um, I've had men who have volunteered to come cut my grass. I was actually on vacation um, when he actually came to cut the grass, but he, he came, he cut it. And when I got back home, the grass was taken care of. Um, I've had... Men pay for car repairs without, and these are the, none of these things are things that I asked for. Like I didn't ask him to buy me the bedroom set. I didn't ask him to cut my grass. I I asked for none of these things. Um, And so those are just some of the things uh, that men have done. Oh, let's talk about your hair. Let's talk about your hair because we just been at a community call and everyone, like people were commenting in the chat, like the cufflinks was like, oh, I love your hair, Safia. And you were just like, oh, it's wet. Listen, your hair. What happened with your hair? I was, I, a gentleman called me. I was on my way to the hairdresser. He was like, what are you doing? I said, I'm on my way to get my hair done. He said, well, let me, let me take care of that for you. Um, And he just randomly like paid for my hair to be done. And this is not even someone that I'm dating. This is just a gentleman that, you know, I know that is interested in me. Um, and we're having a discussion, but we're not in alignment and he knows that, but he still wants to, to show up for me. And so he was like, let me just take care of that for you. 
So it sounds like you have an abundance of men, an abundance of them showing up for you in this way. And that goes back to like the theme. You know, I talked about it last week, uh, last week in the podcast, and you were like the poster child for this. When you joined C2C and you did your core values, your top core value was what? Abundance. Why? Because I, I recognize that I limit myself in so many ways. I give, give, give to others, and I don't give to myself in that same way. And when I joined C2C, it was me investing in me. And one of my first goals was to only invest in men who walk in my worth first, walk in my worth and only invest in men who invest in me. And I felt like in order, like when we're talking about investments, of course, people think of money, but abundance in every area. I want to have a full, abundant life in every area, including dating. And so living my life in abundance is my top core value and everything. And I made the decision to say my past, like me being, you know, modest and me only accepting the little, that was no longer part of my reality. And so that is my top core value. And ever since I established it, like that is that will forever be like what I live in. Mm. And whenever we, when we're teaching core values in C2C, like the cufflinks define what it means to them, like their particular core value. But then there needs to be like some proactive decision-making around that, around the core value. And so like, what are some things that you did proactively that fed or invested into your core value of abundance? One of the things that I did was I I started just doing little things um, for myself. You know, I am one, like there are certain things that I I would splurge on, other things I wouldn't. But of course, like I I just mentioned um, in order, well, I, I don't think I said it. I don't think I said this, but in order to get someone else to, before anybody else can invest in me, I have to be willing to invest in myself. And so investing in, you know, learning, learning is another one of my core values. Um, and so what, what do I need to learn? What do I need to add to my knowledge about abundance um, to actually have it? And so I began to to read things that spoke to abundance. That's something practical that I did. I I surrounded myself who were surrounded myself with people who were living lives what that I viewed as abundance. And I absorbed, you know, information to help me to to be more comfortable in that space because it's not something that I was comfortable with. And so that's one thing that I did. Another thing that I began to do is I began to ask for what I want. Um not just asking for what I think I can afford, not just asking for what I think I can have, but asking for what I want. So even if if my pockets couldn't have it, if I want it, I'm going to ask for it. Now, I may not always get it, but I'm going to ask. And by asking, it's like I get more comfortable with the reality that this is something that I can really have. So asking for what I want. Um, and then also being okay with with having it and not like not feeling guilty about having it because, you know, there are some things that we have, like, I don't really need this, but if I want it, 
Like I want it and it's okay for me to want it. And so I had to, I had to sit with myself in moments where I did feel guilty because I'm just like, I don't really need this, but I have it. I'm very grateful for it. Um, and, and being grateful for those blessings because they are blessings. Like I don't have to have this. This is something that, that God has blessed me with, um, showing gratitude for those things. It, it opened up and created space for me to continue to receive more. And the more grateful I am, and I, I know sometimes people hear it and I, I say I'm grateful a lot because I really, really am grateful for so much. Um, but me being grateful and showing gratitude has really opened up this abundance to where that exceedingly abundantly more than I could ever ask, think, or imagine that it speaks about. Like that is really the reality that I live in. And um, I am grateful for the opportunity to experience that because sometimes we hear those things and we don't know what it's like to experience those things. But I am literally like, that is the life that I live in. And I know, I don't know if this is making any sense or how it sounds, but it really feels surreal to me at times because there was, this has not always been. And me living in this moment, sometimes I feel like I'm dreaming. Um, but I am, I'm so grateful, um, that I'm having this experience, not only because it doesn't just limit itself to dating. It's in every area of my life. Like I got a a raise at my job that I was not even expecting. I didn't even know I was being evaluated and I didn't, I had no idea, but it was exceedingly abundant and, that's that's how this shows up. It's like these things, like I feel like they chase me down, like they're they find me. Um, and that is something that it's like the more that I I receive, it's like learning how to to steward it because the more I experience it, the more that I like I by me being grateful, it's gonna keep coming. And the more I have, I have to learn to steward it. I have to learn, you know, to 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 use it well. And it just continues to open doors for more abundance. Safia, I am, you see me because we on video. <laughs> I am so much in awe. And this is everything that I talked about in my podcast episode last week about abundance and the spiritual assist, uh, essentials to create it. Number one, having the faith, which you had the faith to say, even though I've had all these bad experiences in dating, I have the faith to believe that I don't have to keep doing this anymore, that I can have the love life that I want. Two, you took radical responsibility, which I talk about in the podcast of being a good steward of your love life. A lot of us let it happen to us and it's by chance, but you became a good steward. You became responsible for, quote unquote, the little that you had. And so then there was the more of abundance, you know, that you were able to create with it, kind of like the the master who gave the talents to the servants and they had what they had. And then they created more abundance with that by being responsible for it. And then you had gratitude to just top the icing on the cake. All throughout scripture, we say we hear be thankful in all things, show thanksgiving, basically gratitude 
for what the most high has given us. And a lot of us have, we act like the servant with the one talent and we bury our love lives. We bury all of that stuff instead of being grateful for what we have. And you have been faithful in the little. That's why you are blessed in much. And this is why you have abundance in every area of your life, not just with men, every area. It doesn't just stick there. And I'm just, I'm so in awe of the work that you have done when you made the decision. Incredibly proud of you. So I really thank you for sharing that. Awesome. And And go ahead. Oh, I just wanted to say, you know, one more thing um, related to that, you know, going back to the word that I mentioned about being authentic. Um, one thing about it is, of course, everybody has their own journal journey, um, you know, as single women. Um, and one thing, you know, I know is easy to do, but I, I love celebrating other people win. Um, I love it. Love it. Love it. Like, I, I, oh my, it just, it's something that lights me up. And, um, I'm so grateful to see other people win and never comparing my journey with other people's journeys. Um, it's something that I've had to master since being in C2C because everybody's journey is different. Like one person's win is not my win. One person's, you know, number of dates is not my number of dates, but focusing on my journey and doing the work to evaluate where I am and create like if like after this, um, I have a, a date tonight. But before I have the date with the man, I have a date with myself to evaluate like my goals to evaluate, like what are things that went well last month? What are some things that I want to do different, you know, this month? And it's so important to stay focused on my journey because it's mine and I can't have the experiences that Tor has. I can't have the experiences that another queen has. All I can have is the experiences that Sophia can have. And that's what I'm committed to. I'm not committed to Tor's journey because that's not mine. I'm committed to Sophia's journey and doing that and being laser focused on my journey. It also helps me to really appreciate where I am. Like, the, the good and the bad to appreciate it, to, to feel whatever I need to feel related to it and not to uh, envy other people and not to be focused on other people, but to focus on me because it's like, listen, when I stand at the altar with whoever's son I'm standing at the altar with, it's me and him. It's not me and everybody else in the world. And so that is what I'm committed to. And I really also feel that that is one of the reasons why you know, my abundance may look different than the next person's abundance, but I am I am here for it. Whatever my portion is, that's something I always say. That's my phrase. Like, I am grateful for my portion because my portion, I'm built for this. Like, I can handle this. I can't handle anybody else's. Mm, queen, thank you for sharing that because as humans, our brain loves to go into comparison mode. Like, look at what they're doing. Why am I not there? Look at what they're doing. Or I'm better than them versus like, this is where I'm at. This is my journey, my path. My chapter one doesn't look like anyone else's chapter one. It could be their chapter 20 or chapter five. And so I love that you bring that up because a lot of people start feeling they lack gratitude because they're so busy looking at what someone else is doing. They're like, how can I be thankful when I'm so focused on them having all of these dates in this rotation and I haven't even gone on my first date yet. And speaking of your portion 
in your path, in your journey, <laughs> what do men love most about you, your portion? <laughs> so men love, I'm, I'm a real um, chill person. Um, I, I, I like to live a life that is stress-free. And if it's stressing me out, then I'm getting rid of it. And so I bring that same energy with men. Um, you know, I I want to have fun. Like I, if it's if it's stressful, we are not in alignment. Like if 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 every time that we are interacting, you want to have we it turns into a serious conversation. We are not in alignment. I really. Um, Having a safe space to be authentically me and for him to be authentically him, I think men really, really appreciate that. Um, you know, when we're together, like I want you to show up in whatever version of you, like, like don't do not come here putting on, like, do not come here like presenting your representative. I, you are not getting my representative. You, what you see is what you get, and so. Men really appreciate that because they feel, and and this is something that men have told me, they feel safe. They feel like, you know, it's a breath of fresh air to be able to interact with me um, in a way where whether it's a good day, whether it's a bad day, listen, none of that matters. Like we are going to enjoy each other. We're going to have a good time. The stress of whatever happened before we came together, it does not exist in this space. And so that's something that they love. And I am, I can be real, real silly. And that is something that I used to hide. Um, I, I never allowed that side of me to show up, but that is something that men love. Like they love that um, we can have fun and play and just act like little kids together at time. Like that is something that men, like they just suck it up. You mentioned, again, one of the words you use to describe your love life is authentic. And a lot of times we get told by like these gurus, like love coach gurus, dating gurus, including like men will, you know, will say like, oh, like, you know, men don't like this or men doesn't like a woman who does that. And it's just like, no, like men like me <laughs> mm-hmm. and I am whoever, right? Men like me. And I can be the woman that I want to be. I don't have to be cookie cutter, wear a certain thing and act a certain way. And I love the fact that you're playful and you're silly and you enjoy and stress-free. It kind of sounds like Rashonda's soft life, Coach Rashonda's soft life. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Another piece of like, again, your portion, your journey, and we have not talked about this uh, yet on this episode, but you're plus-sized. You're like what this country would call being a plus-sized woman. And so society would say, oh, you got to get what you can take. You didn't pay for that ice cream. You should have paid for that ice cream because you can't get a quality man. Men are not going to spend money on you. Like, what are some of the things you've heard or like even dealt with before you did your work with, you know, yourself? Oh, man. Um, Some of the things that I've heard regarding like being plus size and dating. Um, men don't really like you um, for you. Like they're just like wasting time with you um, or um, 
like yeah, men will will be with you to get sex, but like that's all like that you're you're good for. Or um you have a pretty face, but men are not really gonna be attracted to you. Um, things like that are, are things that that I've heard. And as a plus size woman, does is any of that true? <laughs> yeah. None of I, that has not been my experience. And um, one thing that I will say about that is it starts with loving yourself first, because men can pick up on low self-esteem when you don't love yourself like they see it. And the type of men that you attract will be reflected in that. Um, one thing that is important to me is even if I'm connecting with someone like online dating, um it's important for me to know that like, I, I don't want to be with a man that I'm, that does not desire me, um, physically desire me. And so when I am interacting with men, my conversation, like I, I'm, I'm interacting with them in a way where I can pick up on like, do you, des- like, am I attracted to you? And, and it doesn't, I don't have to ask them, are you attracted to me? But just, by interaction, like, you know, if somebody wants you, like, you know, if you do it for somebody or not. And so that is important to me. And so at any point in the interaction, if I sense that that is not, you know, the case, then we have nothing else to continue to build on from this point. And I, I do that very quickly because that is a part of the the confirmation. Like, I don't entertain men that don't want me. Like mm. I, I had this guy who we were interacting with and um, I told him we were out of alignment even before we got off the app. And I, I didn't have to, but, you know, I just wanted to. And he immediately went to attack my size. I immediately ended that conversation. Like I didn't even read the message. I saw one word and it was a wrap for me. I didn't read. You didn't even have I, to entertain it. No, because I don't. The quality of men that I attract, like, sir, like this. Again, this is laughable because I have no problem attracting high quality men who invest in me, handsome, fine quality men. So this is, I don't, I don't, I don't go on dates with men who I'm not attracted to. So this is not me going on dates with men who invest in me, but I'm not attracted to. I don't do that. Um, If I'm spending time with you, it's because I'm attracted to you. I want to be with you. You are somebody that I want to get to know and I want to explore the possibility of us building with. So this is not mm. just me accepting gates because men are, you know, dropping dollars. That's not what's happening here. These are men that I am attracted to and, and desire to be with. And so this one man doing this and this, I will say in the last year, this has been one man why am I going to focus on one man when I literally have 10 different men at one time that's trying to spend time? Mm. That doesn't make, like, <laughs> let's do the math. Like, that doesn't make even Make it make sense. The math ain't mathing. Mm-mm. The math ain't mathing. And you're, a part of abundance is deciding what you will and will allow. Like we talked about the boundaries and you being strong in your boundaries and you're like, this is what I'm available and what I'm not available for. This is what good stewardship looks like. This is what radical responsibility looks like. If you were a steward over a plot of land, you're not just going to let rabbits come and eat your carrots. You're not just going to come and let bugs eat your, 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 your spinach. 
Like you're just not going to do that. You're not going to just let homeless people just come in and just take your crops. You're you're gonna you're not gonna let uh, rain drown your crops. You're gonna create, you know, paths so the water can go through and not drown your 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 plot of land. You're gonna create like fences and and build fences around it, and that's what you've done. You've been a good steward. Same thing with your money. You're just not gonna let anyone come and take your money and invest it for you. You're just not going to let men come into your reality. Safia created this reality. I created this. You think I'm going to let you come up in this reality and take over and wreak havoc? I would not be a good steward. I would not be responsible. Absolutely not. Like, it's, it's not going down. Like, it is not going down. And I, I'm very grateful because this is something that I learned in, in C2C. Like I only have a certain amount of time, a, a certain amount of energy. And if I'm going to like spend it, just like I spend dollars, like well, I have to decide, like, how do I want to spend this time? And this is one reason why I only entertain people who stimulate me. Like, sir, if, if we are not having a stimulating conversation on the phone, it is absolutely like I, some people may disagree, but I'm not even chancing it going out with you because I don't want that. Like, that is not what I want. Um, And so being able to make those decisions, it comes from a place of knowing that even if, let's say if, if this is the only man that I'm talking to this week, I will cancel the date and say, okay, I need to create some different interactions, connect with some different men so that I can create some different options for me. And I will, this is, this is the the honest truth. Every time I've done that within a 24-hour period, I've never had a problem creating that experience for myself. Mm. And it started with me even, be, and mind you, let's go back. I joined C2C not even knowing what it was. I gave myself a goal. I said, I want to have two dates a week. I did, I really did. I hadn't started C2C. I didn't know what it all what all it entailed, but I created that goal. And the whole time I was in C2C, for those 90 days, like every week I had a minimum of two dates. Some weeks I went above and beyond that. Now, after I finished, like that's not like for me, I can't maintain that over a period of time, but that was my commitment. That was what I wanted to create. And I did create it. And what that did was it confirmed for me that it can happen. So now I don't care what day of the week it is. If I want to go on a date, it's going to happen. Like that's my, that's my conviction. And people be like, okay, like you can't, oh yes, I can. Like I, I have proof that this process works. If I want it to happen, it's going to happen. You can call it arrogant. You can call it what you want. I don't care. Like that is my reality. That is the reality that I live in. I call it faith. (laughs) Yeah. Faith. The substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. I don't see a date on the roster. I don't see a man running up right now, but I have the faith to believe that I can create my own reality. And because I am a creator and I am made in God's image, my words become flesh and they create and you created your own reality. And so I really would love for you to like, if you have one thing you want to say to the plus size ladies, because every single month there we have a plus size or a couple that come in and they have this fear. Is this going to work for me? What would you like to share with them in terms of them being able to create their own reality being plus size? You know, being plus size does not define you. 
Um, you are who you are and you are an amazing queen. And the moment that you realize that is the moment that you will have a different experience and not just, you can't just say it. You can't just say it. That is not going to work. Like you can say it and not believe it, but you have to fully believe and do whatever work you need to do to fully believe it. And once you fully believe it, you will experience it. Um, because it's not about the men. It's about you. And I can only speak for myself, but because not only is this something I've experienced, but this is something that I have shared with other people since joining C2C and I've seen it work for them as well. The thing that limits you from having the types of experiences you desire, it, it really is in your mind. And the moment you are able to be honest because a lot of us, sometimes we're not honest, but the moment you're able to be honest and really identify like this is what's going on, that is the moment that you can really change and have a different experience. And so being honest with yourself, um, learning to embrace who you are. And if if you've struggled with years and years and years of, of challenges and low self-esteem, it's not something that's going to happen overnight. But there is work that can be done to get you to where you need to be. And if you are willing to do that work, then it is definitely possible for you. And I know I asked her to talk specifically to plus size women, but honestly, this applies to all women that have insecurities. If you have an insecurity about the way you look, your age, about you maybe having multiple kids and not being married, like all of these are insecurities that do not define you. And so if you are not plus size, but you're all the others, all the above, please take what she said to heart because it really does start in your consciousness. Once you flip and understand that you are truly connected to God <laughs> and you have the power within you and that none of this defines you, it's a wrap. Be out here like Safia, just killing the game. Um, so we've talked, we've covered a lot in this one, like one episode, Safia. And one of the things that I do want to cover before we even jump off of here, because it just sounds like, you know, you've said some things like it hasn't been all, you know, perfect, but like, let's talk about the dating just not being perfect. And how does that look? And how do you navigate that? Yeah. So, um, like with any journey, like there are going to be bumps in the road. Uh, there are going to be struggles. There are going to be things that come up for you. And um, if I can just be fully transparent, um, even this week, there was a, a challenge um, that came up for me and it was disappointing. I was angry. I was frustrated. I was a lot of different things, but I give myself a a timeline to be disappointed. Um, and it's not saying that I won't be disappointed about it again tomorrow or in the future, but I'm not going to allow that experience to, to shape my day because I set intentions for my day. And those intentions is what drives me, not the things that don't go well, not the things that don't, you know, not the, not the men who ghost me or not the men who, choose to show up however they want to show up. That is not my problem, my concern. Who do I need to be? Who do I want to be? Um, that is my concern. And 
my life, I only get one. And so I make the choice because it is a choice. You can choose to focus on the things that are not going right, or you can choose to say, let me focus on creating this experience that I want to experience. And I'm going to choose every single time to create the experience that I want to experience because those things that don't go right are not the things that I remember at the end of the day. I'm going to remember the wins. And that's because that's what I choose to focus on. Mm. And so again, making the choice um, and, and making the decision to say like, this is what I want. Uh, I don't care. <laughs> Tor, I know I've heard you use the word delusion. Um Call it a delusion or whatever you want to call it. But that delusion is going to become my reality because that is the the message that serves me. And it and in life, our experiences, you know, those things are the things that shape you. And the things that that you remember about those experiences are things that will continue to to show up in your future. And for me, I only expect good things to happen in my future. Um I like many other people like I've I've experienced different uh traumas and different things like that, but those are not the things that define me. Um because that is not who I am. Those are things that happen. Those things are are behind me. They're not before me. And so that is what keeps me moving forward. And that is what drives me. And so, you know, the men that that don't call, the men that don't want me, the men who uh, choose to not accept the fact that, you know, I'm dating multiple men, that is just none of my concern. Um, You Mm. know, it's just not my concern. And I, I will be abandoning myself if I made it my concern. Because I would focus on them and what they think and what they feel and how they feel about me. But none of that has anything to do with me. It has more to do with them. And I have my own work to do. I can't do my work in their work. Like I have to focus on my work because it's enough. And so I'm going to lead that work to them and choose to go where I'm celebrated and loved. Mm, Yes, 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 yes. Again, good steward. Responsibility. And I know like you've talked about men ghosting you. You've talked about a man walking out on you for not buying him ice cream recently. Right. Mm-hmm. You like, yeah. Like you've talked about a man talking about like your weight, um, trying to throw slick jabs besides the specifics of what happened during your dating journey. What negative emotions did you experience that you were avoiding before? that you were able to experience when you started doing the work? Mm, um, I never, I had this thing with um, like feeling lonely, you know, feeling like even if uh, people were around me, the people who left or the people who didn't stay like that, like I could be in a room with people who love me, but I would focus on like the loneliness that I felt because I really desired for this person to be there. And so that's something I, I did not like um, experiencing. I didn't like feeling it because it just brought up a lot of things that I didn't want to deal with. But now, because there, like, there are still people that I desire to be in my life that have left, even since I joined C2C. 
But now I'm able to sit with that and really allow myself to feel that void, but not make it a monument. Like we're not getting ready to create a monument out of this, this situation. Like I miss you. Like, yeah, like, you know, I really wanted that connection to, to last longer, but it is for whatever reason it didn't, whether we were out of alignment, whether you chose, you know, whatever you chose, but being able to feel, you know, that sadness to feel the grief connected to that relationship ending and not allow it to linger and linger and linger and linger and linger because I haven't dealt with it. I didn't sit with it. You know, I would rather if, if I have to if I have to, you know, take some time in my schedule to sit with it, to feel it. I would rather take that time, sit with it and feel it so I don't have to continue to feel it every day this week because I was avoiding experiencing it. And I and, and feeling just allow myself to feel the loneliness, to feel the sadness, um, to feel the anger. You know, I don't want to carry pent up anger. So allow myself to feel it and to scream and to do whatever I need to do to to release it so that I can be free and I can breathe lighter. Um, I, I I would rather have the moments where I have to allow myself to feel those. And that's something that C2C really helped me. And, you know, I mentioned before how I was I was angry about dating. I I don't get angry about I I was even I had this experience and everybody was like, you should be angry about that. I felt no anger about it. And before I would have felt anger. But I think that's because I like I wasn't repressing it. I wasn't trying to avoid it. I just didn't feel angry about it. I felt sad. I felt disappointed, but I had had compassion for the person. You know, I still care about the person. If the person calls me to there tomorrow, I won't have any ill feelings about them. And that is because that's what I want. Like, I don't want to have, you know, this trail of men that I've dated or had interactions with dates with that now, oh, when they pop up on my phone, I'm angry. That's not, I never want to experience that again. And so I, I process what I need to process, deal with it, let it go. And it and and I'm saying this and I'm not saying it in this way because it's easy, because it's not, but I take the time to work through these things so that my future is not tainted. Like I can't have stimulating interactions, fun interactions with men if I'm sitting here angry because oh boy, you know, that walked out the restaurant you know, walked out the road. Like I, I can't do that. And so like I let, I, I deal with that process, those things, let them go so that I can continue to create the experiences that I want. Girl, I feel like you low key giving everybody a therapy session through <laughs> what you're communicating today. <laughs> I think you freeing people because we don't really have these types of conversations in this space when it comes to like your love life and all the feelings that we're trying to avoid. If we decided to actually be with them and not judge them and allow it to float through our body, I love what you said. We can be free. But as long as we're keeping them inside or like avoiding them, number one, we can't create the life we want if we're trying to avoid negative emotion. That has to be a part of it. Um, and then two, we're not, we're going to be so burdened down with negative emotion that we're going to like try to lie to ourselves. It's like, oh, I'm healing. 
I'm still healing when all we're doing is just not processing. We're distracting ourselves from processing the negative emotion that be flowing through our body so that we can actually be free to interact in a healthy, happy manner. So girl, like this has been invaluable. This podcast episode is everything. You've dropped so many gems. You have shared so many insights. Like I've even like, I've truly connected to a lot of the things that you said. So I know like the listeners are going to be on this like flies. So y'all, Sophia is like really dropping some, some stuff on today. Oh, it was one more thing I wanted to to just add. Um, you know, I often hear you talk about um, using men as distractions. And one of the things that was something I was concerned with about dating multiple men, I was concerned that they will become distractions. But one of the things that um, has really helped me with that aspect of it, because I am dating multiple men, like even if it's someone that I really, really like and I'm enjoying them, I I have to sit with myself to to make sure that I'm one, not over-investing and that I'm not entertaining men just as placeholders because I think part, well, I know part of being a good steward is like, I'm not out here like to play with people. Like that's not what I'm doing. Like I don't get a thrill by the number of dates that I can get. I really want to connect with high quality men. I really want to build healthy connections with people. And those don't always last, but that is something that's very important. It's part of, you know, me holding integrity in this dating space in this way and um, being able to own the fact that if I feel like that's what's happening to pause, to make sure that I'm always showing a value and appreciation for the man that they are, even if they're not the one for me. Um, that is so important to me because everybody is not my man. Like that's, that's a given, but there are so many high quality men and I am blessed to have the opportunity to interact with them. And I never, ever want to take that for granted. And so as we're talking about just abundance and dating high quality men and dating in this way, you know, I think it is, it's important for everybody to really you know, think about what that means to them and going back to being authentic, find what works for you and really, um, you know, owning that. So I just wanted to share that. All of this is gold. Every single bit of it is gold. And I am just honored to have had you a part of the C2C program and have show, show you as like a beacon, an example of what it looks like when you take radical responsibility and you have faith and you trust yourself in the process and the power of God within you. And then you show gratitude every step of the way. Like you were showing gratitude for just getting men off the app. Like that small thing where people will be like, well, I ain't getting these types of dates. I'm not getting gifts. You were like, wow. I'm able to do this. I'm thankful to be able to do this to now being having having all the things without having to ask for it because it's abundant. It's a part of your DNA right now. It's a it's basically you getting according to your ability, like the servant gave the master. Your ability has increased. Your stewardship has shown that you have been faithful in the little things. You have more now and you will continue to have more as you are faithful, as you are responsible and as you show gratitude. And I just want to thank you for being here and for like anyone, I would love for you to like talk to the person who's listening to this 
And they're just like, I don't know about C2C. It's expensive, girl. I'm not ready. What would you what would you say to them? <laughs> oh my gosh. I would say you are worth the investment and in investing yourself. And I remember when I joined C2C because I was like, wow, I don't really drop these amount of coins on myself at one time. So I don't know how I feel about this. But I was having a conversation with my best friend and I said it without even really thinking about what I said. I said I'm not worried about this because somehow this money is coming back to me. Somebody's son is going to give it back to me. I just believe that like this is coming back to me. And I tell you no lie, within the first month of joining C2C, like I had my investment back plus some. And I said it and I wasn't like, I said it and it happened. And, And so... You know, I, I, me and my friend laughed about it after the fact because she was like, oh, my gosh. Like, I remember she thought I was crazy when I said it. But I say that to say, like, you are worth the investment. And with any investment, like investments grow. This is an investment that is well worth it. You are worth it. And the dividends, like, it's the it's the, the investment that keeps on giving. Like, it's the gift that, like, the gift that keeps on giving. Like, this investment keeps on giving. And, you know, it's, it's so much, I mean, this podcast and however many podcasts Tor does, they'll never be able to really, you know, really show the magnitude of what C2C does, but it is big. And, um, you know, the modules, Tor's presence, the other queens that are in the like all of it is a part of what makes this work. And, you know, if you want to have a different experience, C2C will definitely, definitely get you there if you're willing to do the work. You got to be willing to do the work. Uh, But if you're willing, like, there are no limits. Mm. And shout out to Coach Winnie for being your coach in the program. Oh, my gosh. uh, Winnie, I remember when Winnie first went through C2C. And then when she got out and I asked her to be a coach, she was like, I don't think I can be a coach. I'm not ready. And I'm like looking at her being a good steward of her mentees in the program. Oh my gosh. Amazing. Full circle. Yes. <laughs> Shout out to Coach Winnie. Um, she's just so amazing. Um, and I remember hearing her story and I'm like, okay, like, yeah, she can have that. Like, but I can't have that. And like, although the wins are different, it's like, like, I really can't have that. Like, I'm like, I, at one point I thought I couldn't, but it's like, it can be reality. And I appreciate her always challenging me, never telling me what to do because I'm a grown woman. So she she never told me what to do, but she created an environment for me to to dream and to believe that it could be possible for me. And I'm very grateful for that. Mm. Safi, I just want to thank you for taking out the time to come and share and to be vulnerable and transparent and to give your wisdom um, because you are a queen that's helping to create other queens. And I'm just so honored that you're here, that you bless me with your presence on this episode. Thank you, Quinn. I appreciate it. <laughs> it was my pleasure. Thank you, Tor. I am just honored to be here and I'm grateful. All right, folks, we'll catch you later. Bye-bye. Girl, wasn't that interview 
everything. (laughs) Not only did Safiya show you what it looks like to have a thriving love life and live it more abundantly, but she broke down how to have faith, how to be radically responsible for your love life and how to show gratitude while navigating the ups and downs of dating. Y'all, it is like it's no surprise as to why this queen has an abundant love life and multiple men investing in her abundantly. Like that's no surprise. And I hope this episode resonated with you and that it inspired you to move into abundance mode so that you can create the options that you desire in your love life. And if you desire help with this, I invite you to apply to my private mentorship program, Curve to Cuff. Of course, I'll link it down below in the show notes. And until next time, queen, bye. If you thought this episode was dope and you learned from it, it would be amazing if you could take a screenshot post and tag me on Instagram at Torsense. I would absolutely love to connect with you over there. And if you're serious about leveling up in your love life, you gotta check out Curve to Cuff. It's my 12-week mentorship program for high-achieving women of faith who want to build a rotation of quality men in 90 days or less so they can choose their legacy partner in as early as a year. You can apply to join the next cohort at curvedtocuff.com slash details. That's curved, the number two, cuff.com forward slash details. I love to have you join the next cohort of C2C. And remember, never settle because you have choices. Choose how you want to love, choose who you want to date, and always choose to date with sense.